at this moment, it's like I have nothing. Um, but in that moment when you have nothing, that's when you really have to realize that you have everything at that moment. You know what I mean? That's when you realize you have everything inside of you um, because you have nothing. No one's there. No, you know, you just the only person that was there for me was myself. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Crypto, Otto Gomes Crypto Show. I just messed up the name of my episode. Oh, well, we'll keep going. Uh, my name is Otto Gomes, your host. Thank you. Thank you for showing up here again. I have an amazing guest today that I'm excited to share with you. He's actually somebody that I didn't know was connected to my previous life. And then when I, when I started talking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, we're from the same, we come from the same backgrounds. Um, his name is Nathan L. AKA Captain Crypto. And I have a cool little video here I want to show you guys. Well, that everyone in crypto loves interns. Lucky me, I've been offered a prestigious intern position at one of my favorite companies. All right, come on, Gecko. Intern day one. Hi, everyone. I'm a Gecko. What you doing? You're reading some code. Do you need help? I'm a gecko. I can't read. What's for last? What do geckos eat? I think they eat bugs. They get locked out. Man, geckos only have four fingers? How <laughs> Hey, what you doing? Oh no, you started playing with the tail. Yeah, man. What are you doing? Oh my god, it's so hot in here. There's a fan in here. There's a fan. The, the fan was off. Hey, there's a fan in there. Yeah, there's a fan <laughs> in the suit. I was just. I've been told that everyone in. Oh, that's amazing. That is Nathan L, a.k.a. Captain Crypto. Created in 2017, Cryptonauts exists to provide quick and easily digestible crypto information. Think of Nathan and them as the magic school bus or Sesame Street for the blockchain industry. Their aim is to educate the world about the developments of Bitcoin, Ethereum, DeFi, and all things cryptocurrency. Today, Nathan and his team of Cryptonauts not only share well-researched and digested content on specific projects in the space, but are also willing to investigate the companies we all enjoy using in the crypto space. Ladies and gentlemen, Nathan L, a.k.a. Captain Crypto. <laughs> oh, hey man, hello. Yeah. Thanks for the nice intro. Yes, I love doing these intros. Uh, people love them. <laughs> Well, how are you? How are you, Nathan? I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm in Asia right now, so it's like 10 p.m., but I know it's like 7 a.m. for you, so it's like we finally got some time, you know? Um, life is good, man. It's it's uh, it's it's good. Can't complain. How's how's everything on your end? Good, good. Yeah, I live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, in the middle of the de desert. I used to live in Santa Monica, and then, and then 2020 hit, and we're going to talk about that and like Ooh. what your perspective is on everything. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to mention before we even begin is that 
Nathan here went to the same acting school that I went to in Santa Monica with uh, the Baron Brown Acting School. And you went, you said you went 2015, 2016, something like that? Yeah, I went the year that Halle Berry spoke. So that was like, a, I was like, <laughs> like flabbergasted, you know? And I think I felt like that was a, that was a very interesting part of my life. I think that was a, it was a very tough time, but I think, um, I feel like you gotta go through it. I feel like everyone needs to go through some sort of trials and tribulations. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a struggle. Oh, we're going to talk about that right now. Um, so, uh, one of the first questions I love to ask is, uh, tell me about your journey to this point and what was your specific red pill moment that kind of shook you out of this matrix and kind of like, Oh, crypto. Oh, I got to look at all this other stuff than what is normal in my life. Um, yeah, so in 2014, I, I moved out to LA uh, to do, I wanted to do the film industry. I, I didn't really care whether it was like, whether it was behind the camera or in front of the camera. So I just kind of tried to do everything. So I, I went out there, uh, packed everything I had in a, I put it in a car and I, I drove out to Los Angeles. I went to Santa Monica. They told me to go to Santa Monica. I didn't know anyone there. So I get to Santa Monica and then it's like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> I go to the beach. It's very nice. So I just went out to the beach and like just kind of slept in my car, kind of like didn't really know what to do with my life, but I felt very free. Um, I think that was probably the freest I ever felt in my life because I didn't know anyone. I didn't have to listen to anyone. I was just like staring at the waves and I was like, all right, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, at this moment, it's like I have nothing. Um, but in that moment when you have nothing, that's when you really have to realize that you have everything at that moment. You know what I mean? That's when you realize you have everything inside of you uh, because you have nothing. No one's there. No, you know, you just, the only person that was there for me was myself, you know, and my, whatever voices I was hearing, cause we're crazy, right? No, Anyways, <laughs> um, so that moment was very different for me because like, I didn't have any money. I didn't know what I was doing. And then I, we went to the same acting class, right? Um, I told them I would, I would, uh, I was washing dishes and then I was cleaning the classroom for free class because I couldn't pay for mm. class. Um, yeah. But I graduated, I finished. And then I started working in the industry um, behind the camera. So I, I was doing um, casting for a casting director. Um, and we ended up doing pretty good, like different commercials. We got some Super Bowl spots. I was uh, doing a lot of like uh, a little bit of direct, like assistant directing, following uh, the mentors and stuff like that, you know. Just learning, learning as much as possible. And then I ended up working in casting. So just like running the tapes for the auditions, um, just like understanding the commercial world and how that worked. Uh, and then, and somewhere along the line, I think 2016, um, this is the moment that you were referring to was, uh, I was just tired of fighting amongst the same people for the same jobs. I, I, mm. I felt like it was a very predatory model. Hollywood was just like, it's the same, you know, 200,000 people fighting for this, the same number of films that, that get funded every year or whatever, you know? And it's just like, mm -hmm. it's not very productive. Um, it's not very efficient. And it's, it's kind of like, everyone's just like kind of fighting each other. So I was like, all right, there's something, there's gotta be something different. Right. And so then at the time, um, my neighbor, he was a producer for Disney and his best friend is actually the director of Kryptonauts. He came up with the idea. Um, and okay. he was a director. He had two movies on Netflix and Amazon under his belt. And he was like, yo, let's just try a YouTube thing. And so he wrote the script and we shot it. He edited it. And then um, it did really well. The first video did really well. 
Um, mm -hmm. It was a time, it was like 2016, 2017. So there was like nobody really doing the videos yet, the, the style that we're doing. And then the second one came through and we did really, it did really well. It did even better. And we're like, oh, great, you know? And the third one didn't do very good at all. It did horribly. <laughs> so, um, but you know, you live, that's, you learn. That's so when you gotta. Things. That's when you gotta push through the failure and go like, all right, let's uh, keep going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we 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 decided to do something different. We booked out a studio. We we like hired a model, and then we just had to do some news, and then we were just like trying to do the other direction. And, and and the audience like they they, yeah, they they weren't too happy about that because we changed the format, you know. And then mm. and then they kind of roasted us. They kind of like just gave us like these horrible comments. So we hit the video, and then we had to go back, and it was like kind of like our comeback video, right? So we had to talk to IOTA, talk to the developers, and that took three months. And then when we dropped that one, that was when we, the third, the fourth video was when we broke 100K views on, mm. on one video. No subscribers at the time. Um, wow. And then, yeah, the rest is history. We just kind of slowly jumped from channel to channel, went, you know, went back to the film industry, and now, now I'm here. <laughs> so so, yeah, so tell, me, tell me, no, I love that, I love that. So tell me, um, um, I don't know if you, if you uh, went into it even, even a little bit here, but what was, what was the moment that you heard about crypto? And that was like, oh my gosh that kind of moment you know i think it was like 2017 when uh when i read the white paper of bitcoin um i realized the power of decentralized currency of of programmable money of like immutable ledgers and how how it gets harder and harder to mine um just like supply and demand and, and also like how the federal reserve and like all the inflation stuff like all that is just like it was it was it was a very it was like 3 a.m i think um did you find it yourself or did somebody uh, um did somebody mention it to you so my cousin told me about bitcoin but i didn't read into it because i just thought it was a scam right like usually you're just kind of like eh, what is it right you're just like not willing to listen but then i think i, I did some research right after that um and when he told me because he he heard about it when bitcoin was like under seven hundred dollars, uh, so he's known about it for a really long back, time. And back then, in the day, yeah, 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 yeah. So then, so then I looked into it and I was like, "Wow, like there's some. This is very interesting. There's something here. You know what I mean? There's like something that's like backed by math and numbers, not just government and guns. You know." So I was like, "Wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah." So that sounds very similar to me. I was I was sitting in my accounting office. Uh, I was an accountant back in the day. Okay. Oh, yeah, this was like 2013 and my uh, IT guy is the one that showed it to me and I had, I had the same, I read it and I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. And then I, it, I kept thinking about it and kept thinking about it and going like, wait, so there's no central, <laughs> you know, I was trying yeah. to like process it. And yeah, I think, I think like, with, like, like the way you were explaining it, we just connected dots and it just made sense, right? It just felt right to do it. Did you did you ever think about like oh what if the internet went down or what if like this happens just like like finding like counter arguments against it as well yeah yeah I can I can I've done the research and all of that all the counter arguments I mean if you want to even ask me I can I can air it out for you but um, yeah man we have the yeah. capacity I would even say this that like what's happening right now projects that are launching at global and public levels those in, in, in uh, if anything those are conscious unconscious scams it's people that have not done the work on first looking at their own relationship to money because if you look at the structures the concepts they're still traditional they're still from the the traditional banking system and then on the mm -hmm. other side 
It's like, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're going at the public level at global level, that's like, we're, you know, the whole reason for this to exist is to go against the globalists, you know, so go against the banking cartel. So if you're trying to launch at that level, they're going to, they're going to come at you with all everything they got. And so you're inviting yeah. in the scrutiny, the infiltration, the mindset. Um, so yeah, I, I have, I have answers. <laughs> nice man yeah it seems like you're you're pretty deep in <laughs> yeah i've been in long enough and, and then doing my own my own journey like my own healing journey i started really peeling back layers and the biggest layer that i peeled back for myself was my own relationship to money and then looking Ooh. at everybody else and going oh now i see myself in these other people uh in the crypto space really and how yeah. they're reacting to that energy to blockchain and it's like, oh, they're putting all this dependency on it. They're putting all their worth on it, all their value on it, and essentially being manipulated, you know, emotionally that's, dragged around. That's so crazy because we were just talking, like, I was just talking about that, like, maybe eight days ago uh, with, with one of my family members. He was also like, because he's in crypto, and he's like, yo, this is like, when you hear someone talk about money, that is their relationship to money. And I was like dang and then it's like whether here, whether you're positive about it negative about it it's the relationship <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i was like that's that's very interesting yeah yeah um so let's keep going here and and uh if you guys are listening we decided we're going to do sort of like a back and forth conversation so this is a little different setup but i feel like it's going to be nice um yeah. Yeah, more like a so plant, like a fire or something can't fire yeah, yeah. fireside <laughs> fire, fire chat with Where's nathan it? and nathan and otto uh, you can let your acting out too, by the way. I, I, I always do that. I let my, um, I let things flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Doing the independent activity. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So here's a question. So why okay. do we need decentralization? Uh, essentially, what is your elevator pitch for someone hearing about crypto for the first time? <laughs> Good question, man. Dang. That's a hard one. Einstein says, yeah. if you if you can't simply explain it, you don't know well enough. So no pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There needs to be more than one single point of failure for our entire system, whether it's it's not just money, right? It's it's everything we do. If it's all centralized to the top, right? Like the best is like, the banking system, obviously, like, because the banking system, it holds all of your records, it knows who you are. Um, and there's a gate, there's a gate there. Um, and the banks, the people that work at the banks are the gatekeepers. There's a lot of people in the world who don't have access to banks. You know, we're lucky that we're from America, because it's like, pretty first world, but like, you go out to like any other third world country, most people don't have banks. They don't even have access. I think it's like closer to 2 billion. I, I don't know the exact number. I got to go back and do some research. But it's it's a big number of people who have no access to the banking system, which means that they have no access to money or fiat or to, to pay their family. They're a cash, they're a cash society, you know? And, and that's cool and all, but it's, it's like everyone should be able to use a bank. It doesn't matter what color you are, who you are, what your background, where you're from. Like, you should be able to access you know, a bank if you want it to. But but the problem is like the infrastructure is not there. And so because of this gatekeeping, there's so many people that that don't have access. And so now with decentralization and Bitcoin, you've 
pretty much have a, a bank on the internet, on your phone, everywhere you go. And anyone can use it if you want to. So it's not for the banks, it's for the people, which is something that we've never seen before. And, and whoever created Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto, right? Um, he was able to kind of like sacrifice his creation, her creation, whoever created it mm -hmm. left the, the entire project. It's just the, the core developers. So this thing's just running on its own. And if you have a node, then you can contribute to it. You can validate the blocks. You can do all this stuff. And, 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 and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it because there's no central person. There's no one to blame. There's no one to go after. It's, it's completely, as you said, decentralized. And that's why I think it's important. So, so were you in the um, in, uh, in the elevator for the largest building in the world? <laughs> yes, yes. We just went up 145 stories. Everyone's gone already. I was talking to myself at this point. They're like, dude, you're still here? You wrote it up and all the way down? Oh, crap. <laughs> you finish and there's nobody left. You're like, oh, I guess I was just talking to myself. Um, no, that was really good. That was good. That was good. Uh, you know, have you heard about this in Africa? I forgot which country it is, it is there. Um, it's one of the, um, yeah, one of the third world, third, third world countries style African countries that they're transacting using, cause there's no internet, there's no electricity. They're transacting you with each other using Bitcoin and Bluetooth to create a mesh network, a Bluetooth mesh network to transact with each other. So they're using, uh, not internet, not Wi-Fi, but Bluetooth with each other. That's, That's amazing. That's pretty sick. Yeah, mesh networks is something that's very interesting that actually people don't talk about because the thing about it is like when I first heard about it, it's 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 because everyone's phone is like pretty powerful. But like if you put millions of phones together, it's even more powerful than a centralized computer. So it's actually the strongest network out there if you are working together, right? It's you ever watch you ever watch that show um, Silicon Valley? No, it's pretty oh. good. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's like a, you know Silicon Valley. It's about it's about a company, a startup in Silicon Valley, and they're trying to create this new um, this new technology. And you know what it is? It's it's it, and this was this this show was in 2015, I think 2015 2016, and they were trying to create a decentralized video processing, so that you could use you essentially you'd use um, individual phones to shard. You know, you shard the information to all everybody's phone, and then when you want to stream it, it would bring it all back together. I mean, blockchain essentially, right? Blockchain, and this was in the show in 2015, and um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Interesting when you said phone, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is this is what we can do. <laughs> Dang, yeah, no, I haven't seen it, but that's very interesting that they talk about that because essentially they're kind of referring to the decentralization of or of you know, I don't know if you could do that with blockchain technology, but you could probably do something close to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this last year and well, these last couple of years, I guess we, we can talk about the last couple of years and then go into last year. So how, how, when did, when did 2020 and COVID and pandemic and all that stuff, when did it become very personal to you? Because, you know, there's like, there's like looking at mainstream media and everything that happens there and what they're talking about. And then there's like, Oh crap here. This is now in my face. Here it is. Uh, so how has that journey been for you? It's been okay. Actually, I wouldn't be doing the channel if 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 the pandemic didn't hit because I was still working. I went back Same. to yeah, yeah. So so I was doing. We were doing an Apple commercial, um, 
and we were we we're casting for like one of the you know the the new like mini ipads um and then and then the pandemic hit and then all of the agency producers flew back to new york they're like we're out we're like what do you mean you're out is you mean you mean you mean we're not gonna finish the commercial or like we're still casting for it and then they they dipped they all went back to new york everything shut down and then i was like okay well what am i gonna do just you know sit at home go to the beach can't even really close the beaches right and then i was still yeah. in la and then like what play play video games you know online just all day and like no work like like and then we thought that it would get better we thought that like you know within ah oh, sure they'll just you know open it up in two weeks you know four weeks you know and then and we ended up walking down for a long time and so then i was just like all right well i gotta do something so then i just went back to the channel and then and then that's when we started producing content again um mm -hmm. And then this time I just, you know, wrote all the scripts myself and then did it with, you know, my fam. And then, and then we shot it like in the house cause we we're locked down. And then we did all the editing ourselves as well. Did all the, we just did everything. Um, and then, and then it just kind of picked up after mid 2020, 2021. Um, so I, th I thought that was interesting how like, yeah, you, uh, when that, when everything happened, it, it either drove people deeper into into this like dependency almost because it's like oh if i can't work i, I got i got somebody's got to help me somebody's got to help me and so it was like please help me government please help me please help me or it's what you did it's like well i gotta i gotta do something <laughs> i gotta i gotta actually create something here i can't be dependent on on these other people anymore you know i gotta do it myself and i actually heard this from from dw dw brown he said man he said if you really want to be successful and and really you know, make your way and even make money in it. You have to do it yourself. Right. And if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. You got to experience it yourself so that you can teach others. Right. So yes. Embody it. Yeah, yeah. Cause what, uh, what did you we're just talking about? Oh, um, yeah. So I was, I no. So before, before 2020, I have a production company. Um, I started a production company right after I graduated, uh, called decentralized films. <laughs> Ooh, let's go nice and it's it's trademarked by the way um which by the way i don't know if you heard there's a uh, decentralized pictures so decentralized pictures i own the trademark for decentralized pictures as well it is um um frank uh, frank coppola so frank coppola created decentralized pictures which is a non-profit blockchain based company yeah have you, have you heard about it he did he did he direct uh like the godfather yeah, The Godfather. Yeah, Frank Coppola. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Oh, so he knew. Yeah. He knew. He knew. Well, I, so they reached. So they reached out to me back when I trademarked decentralized films because when I was with my attorney, I was like, "Oh, uh, decentralized films," and I was like thinking of the, all the names. And I was like, "Decentralized films, decentralized pictures, decentralized um, studio." Um, I, I I put all of them. <laughs> oh man! And, nice. um, and so I own the trademarks for all of these, and so they uh, and it was right. I remember I looked up the registration for the company of it in, in the state and it was like a month after the registrations when I did the trademark. And then like a month after that, when they saw that the application was in, they called me up and they're like, Hey, so, um, and we started, we started the conversation, but then 2020 hit, you know, the COVID hit pandemic. And then, and then we, and then it, and like, I haven't heard from them from them since. Um, but I was, I was producing my own stuff. I produced a short, uh, there's a 25 minute short that I made cost me like 60 grand. It's uh, called That's a patch. Long short. That's a really yeah. long short. Yeah. It was, it was like a short movie. It was a short movie basically. I mean, we yeah. really, we went all out with it 
And um, I had a bunch of projects that I was working on. I mean, I can off, off air here, I'll show you my, uh, I have a business deck that goes through nice. like all the stuff that I did. But same, man, I had to stop because everything shut down. Um, yeah. Even, you know, my, and then crypto dropped. I was, I, I was, um, I had a hefty bag back then and I was using that to fund my, my stuff. Um, so when it never, when everything dropped, I was like, well, I gotta stop doing, yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind yeah. of, kind of held it for a second. And then, and then it just, you know, week after week after week, it just never rematerialized. So eventually I was like, well, I guess I got to do something. And I saw, you know, for me, I, I had already been like halfway, you know, in this last six years, halfway through my healing journey. And I was really aware of health and the differences between germ theory to terrain theory. And I was really against everything. And so I was, I was, uh, really spoken. I spoke out a lot about the pressures and things that were, were happening and the indoctrination and being, being growing up watching movies and seeing subliminal messaging and like how everything you watch on TV is strategic, like being an yeah. actor and knowing that production size, like, Oh, nothing's, nothing's by accident. Yeah. Everything is nothing by, is by accident. Everything is reality. Very TV specific. is not reality TV. <laughs> it's not reality. You know? Um, I mean, even watch this. I'm about to blow your mind. You know, the NFL is considered entertainment business, which means legally they can lie to you, which means legally that the, the outcomes can be manipulated legally. It's not a Wait, sport. What? Yeah, NFL is not a sport. It's not considered a sport. It's an entertainment oh, business. It's entertainment because you can bet on it. It's like sports betting. That's why I thought it was entertainment. I didn't know. It yeah, was no, no. Yeah, well, I mean, you can bet on anything. A, a betting sites, they don't, they don't care. You can bet on anything. Um, but, but manipulation on TV, you know, you have to be careful. It has to be considered entertainment or like, mm -hmm. um, you know, like an SNL, which is like, a um, you know, mocking or making fun of, but, but yeah, uh, if it, if it, if it's considered entertainment, you can't. So NFL anyway, uh, so growing up around that and, and being with that, I'm like, nah, man, this stuff is, this stuff is, I can see through this BS. And so then I started talking about it, started interviewing other people that were talking about it. And then my account, my Instagram account blew up. Things started blowing up because people wanted to hear that. They wanted to yeah. See, yeah. hear something different than what they were seeing on mainstream. I bet, I bet you got a lot of like, I guess, controversy uh, because I mean, I was like originally before I moved to LA, I was like, I'm was from Texas, right? So Texas, there's, there's, there's like a few things, right? It's, it's, it's God, whiskey, guns, football. Like, how dare you? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, like it's it would rub a lot of people the wrong way to talk about the NFL. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's, like, almost, like, religious in, in Texas. So it's it's, it's very... Whole I other, you, a whole other layer there of indoctrination. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, I bet you probably got a ton of, like... Just, oh, yeah, no, it's 100%. I mean, I had to, you know, if if anything, I, I got to a point where I was like, oh, if I'm not, if I'm not getting controvert like if i'm not getting the kickback if i'm not getting that then i'm not doing it right that means i'm just falling in line with mainstream narrative mm. that's what i noticed and then you know yeah. what happened i lost a lot of followers i lost a lot of followers but i gained even more literally i, nice. I probably lost like you know 10 percent or, or 15 percent. but I, I literally quadrupled my my following out um because of it because I was willing right. to speak, you know, and say, and say, and say, and just say what I believe. It wasn't like, is this right or wrong? I don't know. I'm just, I don't agree with this shit, you know, yeah. literally just, just being willing to say something about it. Right. Right. Um, just able to express yourself and tell your truth. 
I think is, is very important. I feel like that is not, it just doesn't happen much anymore. You know, um, it's, it's yeah, I had to do, I had to deal with a censorship too. Uh, I got my account taken down in, in YouTube, my account taken down on Instagram. I had to rebuild it. Really? Um, Why? Oh, yeah, man. Like, what, like, like, it's like, cause of one thing or cause you know, you know, YouTube, right? If you cuss in the first 15 minutes, you're demonetized now. So people are yeah, just, I, I just learned this today. Yeah. You can't say any bad words. You can't, you, you just have crazy. to crazy. Yeah. It's bad. Even if now. you say it's not for kids. Yeah. I'll still take it. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just That's implemented. So I think yesterday. So you can't just. Yeah. So, so it's AI, right? AI is like listening to everything you're saying now. And I was just questioning. I was just like, this doesn't feel right. Like the, uh, and then I started, and then I started researching and then I started sharing my research. Very easy. I like, and then I, here's the research. And then I have, I have maybe, I'm not even kidding you. You can look at my, my Instagram account. I had to take a lot of it down because I started to shift towards, you know, specifically talk about crypto. Um, but it was like a couple hundred videos that I edited and they're all short content form, like between 90 seconds to five minutes. And I would, I would, I would layer it out, bro. I got to show you this stuff. I, I, fi I'd find the research, I'd document it. And then I, I, I double, you know, I, I'd voice over it and put music and I, and it was all very, very nicely done. So it got circulated a lot back in the day, like mm. 2020, 2021. Honestly, I still see stuff reshared with me that I created. I'm like, I remember that. <laughs> I made that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time. And so, um, yeah, anyway, just, just a willingness, right? Just like stand up for something. Unless if you don't, yeah. if you don't believe in something, you're believing in somebody else's something. Right. You know? And so who is it that you, yeah, yeah. And I, I understand. Yeah. You know, stand for something, anything. I yeah. don't care what you stand for. Um, <laughs> just, something, you know, like, just something, just don't, just don't yeah. fall in line, man. You're falling in line with mainstream narratives. It's like, oh, then you're just repeating. You're, you're regurgitating. Great. The echo chamber. Yeah. 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 Group think, you know, there's a difference between group think there's, there's the people that come together and they're, they, they don't stand for anything. So they go and they stand for each other's things and they become group think, you know, cause there, there's always well, one person that like hive mind kind of thing. It's it's a, yeah. And then there's, and then there's uh, a community, you know, which by the way, that's also like a buzzword now in the crypto space. I don't even like to use it anymore, but, but the concept of like individuals coming together that disagree and being okay with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Right. I, I yeah. think at the end of the day, it's, it's, that's kind of how you grow, you know, you, you know, if everyone's just like you, it's like, you're not going to make it very far. Nope. You know. If you're the smartest person in the room, go to another room. So, so tell me what was it for you this last year? We've had major events happen. Obviously, um, Luna event, you know, the UST collapse, um, FTX, you know, Alameda, uh, 3AC. I mean, I, I, it's like a list of 10 different companies so far, I think at least that have gone through this contagion of everything that's happening with centralized exchanges and mm. centralized solutions. So what is your take on all, all these things that happened this last year? Well, actually I've known the FTX guys for many years. Um, believe really? it or not, not Sam. I didn't know Sam. I know a lot of people that worked for him. They're on his Slack. Like they, 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 they tell me like they, like their experiences working with him and like what kind of person he is. Right. I've known them for maybe like five years. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and actually they're not too far from here because uh ftx is from hong kong and so it's actually like just like right down the street um, oh i don't know why for some reason i thought i guess they do have offices there i thought it was in the bahamas and that's what was happening they that's moved, just so like they moved to bahamas like this year or last year last year they moved last year it was january yeah so they just moved um but but sbf was from mit and he he used to work just right down the street and then um at this place called Pacific Place. I don't know if I should say it before people might just like run after it or something. But but anyways, they're not there anymore. So so um yeah, so I've I've known these guys for a long time. I know a lot of companies actually got bought out by FTX. So a lot of my friends um were actually supposedly uh, like set up for life because they they uh they got bought out, right? By by FTX and then um I was very happy for them. Actually, I I felt like they were doing very well in life, um, right? Because to get acquired by such a big company. Sure, yeah. I can... um, but then they didn't even know what's going on, right? Um, and then some of the employees at FTX, like they, they were using it like a bank and they were getting paid their salary in FTX. Oh, so no, that's, I didn't know dude. that. They were getting so paid in like, FTX, like in the FTX token, the FTT token? No, they are getting paid USDC or USD or whatever, but it was like going into their FTX account. Like, because they were using it oh. like their bank. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, so, I see but, what you're saying. Um, but when FTX collapsed, everything that you have on the exchange is gone, right? Like, even the oh, USD man. is gone. Everything is gone. $8 billion hole. How are you going to plug it, right? And so, and those guys didn't even know, man. That's the bad thing. There's 600 people that got burnt. You know, they were just there. They were working hard. They were, they all like, it's good and bad. I, I, I feel like, I feel like it was a very, you know, we're just talking about groupthink. Everybody worshipped Sam. They, they thought he was mm. like the next, you know, Hong Kong's blah, blah, blah. He's the savior of crypto. And everybody literally banked on this guy. There's bank in his name. Uh, everybody <laughs> literally banked on this dude. And, and, and I think after everything, after I went back to see them like about uh, like a week ago, it, it was not a very welcoming place. But I, I feel like everybody was back to who they were before they got extremely wealthy. So that's something about character, right? I, I feel like they were just like, we were just old friends again. You know what I mean? We we're just talking about things. Everybody's humble. Everybody's like, it wasn't it wasn't a extremely good place, but it wasn't a group think of how great Sam was anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it people's just, it eyes were like, open a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't just like, Oh, Sam, this, Sam, that you go here and Sam, this, Sam, that. that that was all I heard. It was like an echo of how great SBF was my whole time here, the entire up until, up until the crash. Mm. So good and bad. I, I feel extremely horrible for all of my friends who got their entire life savings wiped out. Um, Cause that's, you know, very hard to start from zero. Um, but at the same time, I think now everyone is kind of more into holding their own funds. They're more custodial. They're taking more responsibility for their own funds. So, so that's, that's what I was going to ask you. So do, what's, what's the silver lining here? Like, how do you see this being a positive spin or a positive take in the crypto space? Because everybody is like, I'll be honest, man, I, I teach crypto. I have a course and it's been, these last few months have been very difficult in signing up new students because of all the stuff that's been happening. You know, there's a lot of fear around it. But but do you see things like being positive moving forward because of that? I think it's great. I feel like everyone who's still here is going to be the pioneer. All of the, all of the fakes, all of the, all of the stuff, like 
all of the smoke and mirrors, all of the, all of this, like, there's, there's less scams, right? Cause there's nothing to scam. Everyone's broke, right? Like, it's great. I think, I think now people, <laughs> that was so people. funny. There's nothing, there's nothing to scam. Everyone's broke. They're just like, click right? like there's, no, there's no money. There. <laughs> yeah, there's no money. So, so it's great. It's because now, now, cause you said it's, it's all about people's relationship to money. Right. So if, yeah, if you don't really have a huge connection to it, then, and you're still believing in the philosophy of what it stands for of the next generation of the internet then you're still here and you're building and you're and you're really providing value and and then that's when the space needs you the most you know what i mean and and, mm-hmm. and that's 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 it's it's times like these where it really tell it's like a test of your character you know um because we went through 2018 it was horrible 2019 then 2020 was great and then the you know pandemic besides that you know 2021 we had the bull run and then now we're back down to the, to the, to a bear cycle. And so I think, I think now is a good time to really just provide value to the community. Again, that buzzword that you spoke about, but, but to people who are willing to hear it because those that are willing to hear it are the ones that will benefit the most at this time. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's like, um, uh, uh, that's why like I, I did, I started my own journey of, looking at myself because I'm like, Oh, how I react to these things, uh, dictates will then dictate my action. Like the emotion that comes up based on what's happening in any given market, based on what's happening in, you know, the, the current events narrative, how I react to it is what the outcome will be. So I have to, if I'm aware of the, of the reaction, then I can, I can choose not to do it. Or maybe I can even alchemize it. I can take the emotion, go, I'm going to take this emotion and turn it into something gold, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, I I've done that. I don't know if you, if you can relate to this, but like I would be, um, I did a lot of stage work, a lot of stage acting and, um, it, it was mostly, uh, uh, in church. Uh, so doing like church plays and all that. And so <laughs> often, uh, before going on stage, I'd be arguing with family because they would want me to go out and take pictures and say hi to family and say hi to friends and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, I can't go on. I gotta, I gotta be on stage in 30 seconds. And like this tension. And then right before going on, you know, and then, uh, and then going on stage, this is the dream. And then going right into singing or something, you know, whatever it is. It was like your uh, launch pad kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, that's like, I, I practice a lot of that, uh, just being aware of like the emotion that's there present and then alchemizing it and then taking the same, same energy and putting it into something positive. Um, so next question here, what would you say? Well, oh, sorry. I don't know if you wanted to say something there. Well, I said that's hard to do. I think that's, that's very hard to do, you know, um, not, very hard not to do. Yeah. 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 That's, that's just my comment. So <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's, I agree hundred percent. Very hard to do. <laughs> that would, they call it the work on for a reason. Mm. It's, it's the, the it's hardest hard. work to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the work. Um, so what would you say is the secret sauce for overnight crypto crypto success? Like what pieces of the puzzle are crucial today to catch the traction that crypto requires for crypto cons- to consolidate into, or, or at least like the smart money? The secret sauce is that there's no <laughs> overnight success, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish there was a secret sauce, man, but there's there's not. There's just not because because you have to you have to research. You know, you have to understand trends. You have to understand where the world is going. You have to understand adoption. You have to understand all these like basic principles um, 
otherwise it's 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 really hard to to find out what it is and so i think i think the safe choice is just to read the bitcoin white paper um mm. and to slowly try to dollar cost average um you could do ethereum as well as as a computer but i think i think you need to find a use case so so what i found in the space is that a lot of projects are solutions to problems that don't exist it's like let's do a dropbox why not make a web 3 let's make a web 3 dropbox oh taxi service let's make a web 3 uber you know it's like oh hotels airbnb on the blockchain get this you know it's it's it's, it's like Oh, that's no so problem. funny. Airbnb, yeah. You know, Airbnb works. Uber works. Like, like we, we, we don't need blockchain, guys. Can we just calm down a little bit? Like, a lot of these, you know, so 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 most, most projects don't need a token, right? They don't need some sort of token, right? And they don't, they don't, we don't even need blockchain. You know, mm -hmm. it works fine without blockchain. And then, but if you're doing like trademarks, right? You're talking about trademarks, you're talking about like health data, you're talking about like birth certificates, deeds of the houses, like ownership then maybe blockchain makes sense, right? Like you trademarked, you know, this thing and it's like written on the blockchain. It's it's in the history of, you know, you putting the trademark out and it proves that you were the first one because it's based on time, right? And so we can research all the way back to, you know, whatever that date was that you put the, the trademark, then that's great. I think that's a great use case. You know, if somebody could figure how to do that, then that's that would be a very good idea. So if you could build that. I mean, you just yeah. said something really, really important that I think you, you hit the nail on the head, which is like... Uh, like what we blockchain is to facilitate um, third party trust systems. So it's like instead of having centralized uh, governments to officiate or to registrar, we can use blockchain because it's a public yeah. ledger. It's just like a, it's just like having a public system that is trustless, that, that is the government or can we trust it? We can't. Right. Because it's centralized. Uh, you have this entity this 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 code this protocol that is a third-party trustless system it's the same thing it's a registrar so you you hit yeah. it man that's it yeah and i th i think i think if someone can build that registrar and slowly onboard governments to use it for trademarks wow then we might have world peace <laughs> i don't know i feel like i'm dreaming <laughs> a little bit too big for that i don't think nobody's gonna get along so it's gonna be uh yeah i've actually for a while i've actually argued that the only true way for decentralization or at least the initially to start true decentralization, true decentralization can only start at the local and private levels, literally, because this, yeah. this global public thing that's happening right now, I, I've seen way too many times over and over and over project gets really good. It actually works. It gets successful. And then something comes in and goes, just destroys it. Whether that's right. good or not, you know, like a, a, a survival of the fittest, whatever, all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. But because we're, we're doing it at global levels, if we were to find our local community and start to create our own little ecosystems, that's, that's not dependent on mainstream narratives or mainstream, um, you know, even like global conflicts, wars, like we need to be able to create value that is protected from that. Is that even possible? That's my question. That's you know what I'm saying? Question. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, cause then you, cause then you have to ask the question, like, where does worth, where does worth actually come from? Where does value actually come from? You know, what gives crypto value really? What gives gold value? A lot of people would argue with me and go like, oh, well, gold is used for technology and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. So you buy gold, right? A piece of gold and you have it in your house and you hold it there. 
And you're like, cool. Now I'm going to wait until the price goes up. What? So you're That's dependent. Technology. Yeah. Well, you're dependent on this other person, on this other uh, system to tell you that dictates what the value of that gold is. So unless you yourself are melting the gold and putting it into technology and then creating technology yourself to resell, then you're dependent. You're putting your dependency on something else. Um, that's why I'm like, man, we, we really got to look at where does value really come from? It come, I, I believe it comes from here. It comes from us. Uh, and we need to take it back, <laughs> take it back and put nice. it inside our bodies. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great point of view. And, and, and for me, I, I feel like I have, my philosophy is not that like, let's say Bitcoin is digital gold. For me, it's not that it will make you rich. It's, it's, to, it's to keep you from staying poor it's the other way around it's 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 because because of inflation because of the fact that the governments yeah. can print money they have a money printer right that you can print unlimited amounts of money if there's no ceiling for the number of dollars they can print that means bitcoin doesn't have a bottom if that makes sense right so 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 it's 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 a way to hedge against inflation because i've seen it because my parents you know immigrants working right for 30 40 years and like Inflation is 10%. Oh, so everything you've saved in your entire life, right, is worth 10% less, less, right? So so it's like you have to hedge against it because if the governments around the world are just printing money, then you need something to stop that, right? Some sort of value that you can hold that you can really hedge against it. So it's not to make you rich. It's just to stop you from, you know, becoming poor. So it's do, like, you know, do you know that? Up. No, 100%. Did you know that I, um, I, I did an interview... Um, it's actually on my YouTube if you want to watch it, but I did an interview with uh, this guy named Robert Edward Grant. He has like half a million followers on Instagram. He's a mathematician uh, that is specific. He specifically uh, discusses uh, universal fractal geometry and cryptography Ooh. and cryptography. Ooh. First of all, he, he created a company. He created his own um, crypto project that is quantum resistant. And he can like, you can watch, you can listen to the, um, the podcast episode and, and listen to like what that actually means and how that layers. But I had him, I found this chart back in the day that was the correlation between the inflation rate of fiat to the deflation rate of Bitcoin. And they did a chart. It's called like, uh, I forgot exactly. Well, actually, let me bring it up here. I can bring it up. It's actually right here. I think you'll find this interesting. So it's. Yeah, probably. It's called a, a Bitcoin stock to FOMO hyperbolic model. It <laughs> is, is it the one that goes? Okay. Oh, okay. This is not what I was thinking, but. So, so this model, like I said, shows the correlation between the inflation rate of, of uh, the dollar to the deflation rate of Bitcoin. So that's the math on top right there. It's based on, um, they use the, the, the 3,584th day. Okay, since Bitcoin started, since the inception of Bitcoin. And so right there, and then they, they do the math. So here, here's what it says. Due to the forever rising value of Bitcoin and the forever declining value of fiat, there will be a day after which no one will exchange even a single Satoshi for any amount of fiat. The stock to FOMO model predicts that day to be May 21st, 2029. Dang. It's like those memes. I, it's like one day I could sell this for a million dollars. It's like, no, oh, no, no, not a million, a, bi a billion. A, well, essentially you won't be able to sell it because there's nothing to sell it to unless you go buy property or whatever else, another asset. But I had my mathematician and you can, you can check this. I had him take a look at this and then he responded. 
not only is this true for, for dollar, it's, it's, it's right now true for every fiat around the world globally. Mm. Yeah, we're seeing it already. Zimbabwe has a hundred trillion dollar bill, dude. <laughs> like, Greece had a bank run. China had a bank run. You know, like it's, it's Venezuela dollars are just paper. So it's, it's already happening. It's, it's, it's not good. Um, that stuff is real, man. That's why I was like the dollar cost average idea and the fact, you know, how you explained it, that this is the, this is essentially the greatest, hardest hedge against inflation. It's literally yep. the greatest one. Why? Because it's not part of their centralized systems. And I, people come to me and like, well, I have a, I'm like, what do you own? They're like, I have a property. I have two properties. I have two cars. I have gold. I have uh, money in the bank. And then I'm like, oh, so you have, you don't own anything. All those things <laughs> you just listed are in their system. If you don't pay your property tax, what happens? Yeah, you lose right? the house. You lose yeah, the house. If you don't pay the mortgage, you, you lose the house. You know, if yeah. you don't, if you don't pay your car registration, what happens? You get it, you know, cop stops you and takes your car impounds your car. You got all these things that are in the system that are there to take, to siphon the energy, to siphon the work that we did to, to obtain it. So we have to start storing our value, the true weight of our assets in things that we own that they can't control in your own private right. bank. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just own your own funds just control your own funds you know that's I think it it's, yeah um i feel like for most right. people the heavyweight you know most people don't want they're just like just hold just hold it for me just 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 don't 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 Dude. leave it to me i don't want to take responsibility right? right there you just another nail you just hit which i've i believe the greatest theme for these last couple of years has been taking back our uh, uh power taking back our power of like our finances our health our awareness, you know, like being, uh, instead of being in group think, being more critical about, you know, what we're thinking. And so, yeah, that's a part of it. It's like take back ownership and people don't like there's, I believe there's a, this is a, you know what this really is in my opinion, it's, is a, it's a war on dependency. It's a true war on dependency. And it's like, let's look at all the layers you're dependent on centralized systems. Look at every single layer and see how dependent you are. And then we'll, and then we'll talk again. Just becoming aware of that. You're just like, Oh, Oh, dang. that's it. Oh, I use my phone every 30 seconds. Oh, I use, you know, transport. I use, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, think about it. Everything, education system, um, the, 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 uh, the, your news, uh, yeah. you know, the financial yeah. system, the, the medical system, uh, even re religion. I mean, all of it. There's a dependency. If you're, if you require, this is what I believe. If you require that thing outside of yourself to feel validated, to feel loved, to feel connected, to feel something, then you are in balance. You're needing something outside of yourself to feel. In my opinion, if we shift, if we shift the perspective and take the worth, you know, it's like self-worth, like where is my self-worth? And then they're looking outside of their bodies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're just it's like, take, it. it's take your self-worth, take your self-worth and put it back inside your body and go like, I don't need anything to feel worthy. You know, it takes work, right? It's the work. Yeah. The <laughs> it takes work. work. Yeah. And most people look outward. It's like, nobody really stops to look inward. They don't take the time, you know? Relationship to money, relationship to money. And that's why I teach That's why I teach that. I, I, I truly believe that if you want to, if you want to shift your feeling of being controlled, shift your relationship to money. That's how they control you. Nice. Yeah. That's how Agreed. these systems control 100%. you. hundred percent. Yeah. So question, what Let's does, go. what does the two words toxic capitalism mean to you? <laughs> 
<laughs> I love your face when you ask these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would define toxic capitalism, capitalism as taking a ride to the hospital in an ambulance and it bankrupts you. Going to a hospital because you have cancer and telling the doctor you would rather die because you can't, you don't want to burden your children is toxic capitalism. Um, having diabetes and going to the hospital not being able to pay for any medicine because it's only for profit is extremely toxic capitalism. Um, I, I think, I just, I, I feel like it's, it's because at the end of the day, if you really look at capitalism, it's, it's, it's profits over everything, right? And everyone needs to go to the hospital. Everyone's going to die, right? So that's like, that's unlimited gold mine, right? And so, so they're just marking up the prices and, and I don't know, man, I feel like if we keep going down this route, like eventually it's like, oh, you can't breathe. Here's a bag of oxygen, you know, here's that'll be $2 or like water, right? Commodities, like water, like, like all these, all these commodities that like oil, gold, like wheat, food, um, eventually if, if we keep going down this path, um, we're not going to have anything left. Right. And, and so people are going to be fighting for water. People are going to be fighting for air. They're going to be fighting for it's 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 extremely toxic. Um, and and I think that there's actually enough wealth to to go around. I I think I think you know just because I've also kind of been homeless and 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 also struggled. It's it's I think food stamps are cool. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I think I've, food stamps. I've are used it. Healthy. I've used it. Yeah. I've used it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, when I when I was a student, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm using food stamps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um and then debt. I think I think the system they they don't teach us about debt in the education system. It's like debt is good debt. Just keep borrowing money, and then everyone is in debt, you know, and everyone has to pay it off. It's like student loans or whatever whatever loan you've taken out. Everyone's gonna spend all the time paying it back, and then you're trapped again. Right, you're back into that system, and it's like, oh, I have six figures to pay off, or I have to do this because, you know, I went to law school or I went to medical school, and now I have to pay back. You know, it's it's going to take me years to pay back because now the interest rate is even higher. So now it's like it's going to take me even more years, and it's like I'm 45 and I'm just paid off my debt, or maybe I never pay it off. Um, I think that's that's toxic capitalism. It's it's the banks they make money whether you make money or lose money. When you lose money, you lend money, borrow money. They they make money. They make money no matter what. Right. Um, long answer again, went from the elevator up to the top, back to the bottom, but that's, that's my answer. No, that's great. So what I'm hearing is like, um, you know, I, 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 I quote this often that a, an intelligent man with no integrity is a dangerous man or, or person, you know, whatever you want to call it, man or woman. Uh, yeah. If you have no integrity, right. And that's, it goes back to that example you gave on the medical system. It's like, yeah, if that system the way that they structured it, there's no integrity. There's no like, oh, we're, we're dealing with people's health here. And, and, and here's a system that is driven by profit. That's in, that's, that doesn't feel, doesn't feel integral, <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel like it's sitting in this integrity alignment. Um, so that's the first part that I heard there. And then the other thing is, yeah, they don't teach us shit about, <laughs> about, about debt and about these systems and about, you know, uh, budgeting and, and, and the regular stuff, you go to school and you learn all of these things that, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a container that is to, is facilitates regurgitation. Like it rewards intellect. 
There's no embodiment. There's no like practice really, unless you're doing something like a doctor where you go to school for four years and then you go to a residency. They do the residency because you gotta, you gotta put your body in the middle of it. Mm. But no, they graduate all these people, give them degrees when they didn't, you know, they didn't embody anything. They're just regurgitating. Um, yeah. So they're rewarding those that kind of throw it back up. And then, and I have one more thing. It's like, I have, I have family in like Arkansas and in Kansas. Right. And, and some of my cousins, their best friends, like, like, let's say the dad passes away from cancer and the mom is like now taking on that debt. And then the, the, they come and they take away her home and she's like 75 mm -hmm. years old. Now she has, now she's homeless at 75. You know, this happens all the time. And it's, 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 that's actually, I do, I've done the math. That's actually how they obtain, you know, uh, uh, gentrification. You ever heard of gentrification? Yeah, gentrification, of course. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you know, people are like, ah, gentrification. They're just trying to change. They're, 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 they're doing this. They're doing this. They're doing this. It's like, nobody's doing anything to you. What's happening is, is that there's two types of people when things get tough. There's the person that, you know, attempts to solve it and attempts to keep up with the payment, but can't. And then the bank, because of not being able to keep up with the payment, uh, they take the, they take the house away. That's the first thing. Second thing is, and it doesn't have to do with gentrification. It has to do with the individual, the individual's ability and capacity and limitations. The other thing is, uh, what you just described is like the grandma and the grandpa that, you know, the spouse dies and they don't have any kids left and they didn't do a will. What happens is if you don't have, if you have nothing set up, the state takes back, takes the house. Mm. So it's gentrification is not an invasion. It's a, it's a facilitation for, for, you, you know, to, to take your house. That's really what it is. And we're, and we're just giving it away willy nilly okay. because of those, usually those two situations. Um, oh. so yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, um, uh, it's something we have to be aware of. I, I you know, to compound on your thoughts of toxic, toxic capitalism, what I describe it as this, uh, because like I, I've said recently that I believe majority of projects are unconscious scams, meaning mm -hmm. they're developed by people that haven't worked on their own relationship to money. They haven't worked on their relationship to the current centralized systems and they're taking traditional banking concepts and slapping it on the blockchain. And then you have, and then you go into a project and the project is like still flowing the money to the top, to the few, and it's still mm. divisive. It's still this, you know, trading, like you mentioned tokens, like to, I don't believe tokens are necessary for the majority of projects mm -hmm. because trading, trading, uh, stems from 1700 Japan with the rice farmers. Oh. And it's all based on the art of war, the book, the art of war from the, from like the 1300s. So, so the concept is divisive naturally, just, just for itself, just in, in and of itself. So it's like, why are we still, you, you know, um, perpetuating these, these divisive ways of making money? We can create regenerative ways. We can create, you know, more abundant ways where everybody benefits, where it's not just a few that are aware or the few that have a lot of money. Right. Kind of so yeah, toxic to capitalism, I just think is, huh? Say that again. Just back to the people, right? Like back to full circle, what we we're talking about. It's like, it's like, like yeah. it's like, um, the, there's the flow of money, which is like the pyramid flow. Like we all know about the pyramid and you know, Illuminati. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. And then, and then there's toroidalism. I call it toroidalism. You know, there's capitalism and then there's toroidalism. It's so bad. toroidal, you know, a toroidal field, like a tire, like, like a typhoon kind of, or like, a, no. Like so a toroidal look this up after it's called toroidal. It's T O 
R-I-D-I-A-L. Toroid. T-R-O-I. Toroid. D-A-L. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Um, it's like a donut, and then the you know it's like, it's a magnet, a magnet. So if you if you look at a magnet that has north and you know the N and the S, mm -hmm. uh, it creates an invisible toroidal field. Um, the Earth is right. a toroidal field. The Earth has, yeah. you know, the the magnetism coming going into itself on the top and into itself on the bottom. So energy is like circulating back into itself. That's mm. that's the kind of, you know, not capitalism, but toroidalism that's that's what i want i want toroidalism right. where the energy is just regenerative it's flowing back into the ecosystem mm. interesting um that's, yeah i'm, I'm never, i love that's, that concept yeah that that's that's quite that's quite new actually yeah, for me yeah, yeah. at least no I'm no never. i love i love it is new it is yeah, I, I'm it's, like, well, it's because it's, 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 it's like um here's a better way to explain it so you could probably you probably click with this um, a lot of people are, you know, looking into crypto for APY and they want the passive income. The majority of projects are passive. The passive income is coming from either someone else that doesn't understand it, or it's coming from the, the protocol. Right. And that hasn't been very healthy for the projects, in my opinion. Like it's been like you've seen these, uh, these DeFi projects that you provide liquidity, like li liquidity providing projects. Mm -hmm. Um, where in a toroidalism type project, the the mechanism or the value is coming from, it's like real APY, the value is coming from the sweat of the people using it or the effort that the people putting into the space. So like when they come in and use it, use the product, the value goes back into the project itself, into the users themselves. So a lot of like DEXs, a lot of decentralized exchanges, that's where a lot of the value is coming from. It's coming from the user and then the user stakes and then the, 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 the fees go right back into the person's wallet. Um, so it's like, okay, how, how can we create concepts that are gonna be regenerative, not, ba not reliant on taking from someone or giving to the few? So it's a big, it's a big that, concept. I know. Yeah, if you could solve <laughs> that, we'd be in a great place. Uh, Web three would be a booming industry. I mean, I, I feel like that is what you said. There is. Well, then go back. Go back to what I said earlier. Why are we doing it at global public levels? Imagine, imagine doing it at a at a, at a local private level. Meaning, your your geographical community, the local community, your family, your friends, all the people that are. Uh, I did the math. You need about five hundred people to make to to. Um, to aggregate or to concentrate about $15 million, 500 people, $15 million. That's all you need. What can you do with $15 million? If you take uh, accumulated energy of 500 people and you focus that $15 million into, into the crypto space or into, you know, creating something that is going to feed the 500 people or that it's going to bring back value or energy back to the 500 people. And now imagine, yeah, it's not much. And now imagine, here's the other thing. Imagine a million of these little 500 people DAOs existing. And, and, and the government's like, we're going we're gonna to shut you down. It's like, you know, it's well, like, you can't. You can't. Yeah. That's, that's, that's impossible at that point. What's happening yeah. now is easy. You know, we yeah. want to be the one chain for everyone in the world. It's like, oh, just, just target that one, guys. That's the one we <laughs> need to go target. Get <laughs> go yeah. get him. Sick of yeah. them. Now, if you have, if you have, you know, and especially if it's private, if it's a private DAO or a private chain that is 
you know, we have the right to assembly in the U.S. A lot of countries yeah. have the right to assembly. You can create structures, DAO structures that's, that's owned by the individual that's based on an assembly of people. So there's no registration. There's no uh, officiating. There's, no, there's nothing you need to do and centralize uh, anything okay. lawfully. This is like a lawful legal loophole. Uh, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And then that's it. And then you facilitate it through the blockchain. And then you, you know, where does value come from? Well, value is not dependent on those systems. Value is going to come from the individual at that point. You know, the, the right. people Everyone putting the costs. effort into it. Yeah. Everybody contributes and then it, and then it feeds back into themselves. Dude, that would be, that's awesome. I'm working on a few, I'm working on a few of them. I'm, I'm doing it myself. I'm actually working with a bit, a bunch of, uh, um, big, uh, organizations that have an audience already that are in this i'll tell you have you heard of sacred sons by any no, chance what's that I'll it's this men's it group uh it's this men's group just go to sacredsons.com um they have about about fifteen thousand people in their email list that have gone through their offerings which is like mm. fairly expensive um but they have I mean, uh, on Instagram, I think 150,000 people that follow him, follow them on Instagram. Uh, they have a nice podcast that a lot of people listen to, but we're creating, right. I'm calling it sacred trust, but it would be essentially like a, a sort of DAO structure that is in the private and, and all the benefits are in the private. Uh, but everything I, des I described to you, yeah, that's what we're, we're working on. Dang. Um, wow. This yeah. Is I'll, I'll show, cool. I'll show you some of that. Uh, cause I'm, I'm sure you'd be curious of like especially what i what i just described yeah yeah yeah. i'm looking it up right now i'm just like doing some research it's okay, um cool. it's men, it's it's men's work it's like i called you know i said the work that's part of my that's part of my healing journey it's 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 just for men uh to like get reconnected to self as well as other men you know it's like um uh the, the importance of having relationships and having friendships and having that kind of connection, like not being the lone wolf anymore. I got to do this on myself. Like, no, there's, there's people out there that are willing to help each other out. And I think know, it's, that's, that's I think, I think that's, that's great. I think brotherhood is so important. Um, I feel like yeah. in modern media, it's like, you can't really, guys can't share their feelings, right? You're not supposed to, you gotta, especially also in Asian culture, it's like in general, you just never say how you feel. And it's like, you, you keep it all in. And that's why people are jumping off roofs, right? They, they, they can't face themselves. It's, it's, it's super toxic. Let's just like, it's just like, it's embedded. You know, it's, like. yeah. what you just mentioned there is one of the biggest reasons why I started to approach crypto from a more holistic standpoint, where if you don't have your health, you don't have wealth. Because yeah, every time there was a bear cycle and people lost all their money and, or an event that happened like that, people were, people kill themselves, man. There's suicide. Suicide rates are through the roof, through the mm -hmm. roof. It's insane. And then you got Canada with their fucking maid program facilitating that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. I just, I just started researching that. Yeah. They have something called a maid program, M-A-I-D. It's a, it's a medical assisted uh, Dang, instant in death. <laughs> yeah, medical assisted assisted instant death or something like that. So if you want to die, they go and help. You. Huh? So if you want to die, they go and help you. It's that, that yeah. Kind of thing? Uh, you, if you go, if you're in Canada and you go to Google and you say, "I have mental health problems" or "I'm I'm dealing with suicide thoughts" or something like that, 
You know what pops up? The fucking maid program. Oh, here's somebody that can talk to you about how we can help you <laughs> make that happen oh. for you. Um, wow. It's bananas, dude. It's it's really bananas. So so that's one of the biggest reasons why I created this path is because I'm like, no, man, we got to start looking at this whole thing very differently. Um, yeah. We're getting sucked into the same glamorization glamorizations as before the centralized shit you know the the the, the mainstream stuff and falling it yeah. because of the celebrities and the people we trust so damn society huh that's a society yeah it's a tough one that that's that's a that's a a big conversation and, and that's why i love having these interviews because um with people in the space because i want to know i want to know what the perspectives are on that and like what is going on to to see how i can adjust my own self and you know and what i'm teaching what i'm how i'm doing it because i don't want the next generation of people coming into the space uh with the with the same stuff you know with, yeah. with treating yeah. it as this like funny money or a quick buck or all this stuff that's still very very toxic and divisive mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, all right. A few more questions here and then we'll, 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 we'll go to re reaction videos and that's, that's always fun okay. and exciting. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. all right. So, uh, okay. So how was it traveling around the world to different crypto conferences? I know that I, I looked through your, your, uh, YouTube channel and saw that you did a lot of that. You, you travel a lot. So uh, what did you notice? Um, based on the different people that were attending the conferences, like on the, based on the country you were visiting, is there a different type of person per country? Like what is, what is it that makes them different too? Actually, no, it's the same people. It's the same people <laughs> going to the <laughs> Get me out of the system. <laughs> but it was very, cause when I first entered the space, I was just holding a camera. Uh, was media, right? So all I did was talk to people, and and I wanted to know, I wanted to talk to like a hundred CEOs. That was my my big goal. I'm gonna talk to a hundred CEOs this this year. I did not make that goal, not even close. I, I talked to like thirty eight, right? Thirty eight CEOs that's, of company. That's right? so many CEOs, though. Good good for that's you. Lot. That's, that's amazing. A lot. That yeah, is yeah, so yeah. Lot. yeah. So so the key takeaway is is they have extremely good time management, and they value time as their most precious currency, because that's the one thing you don't get back. Right. And so, so, so they, they value time more than anything else. And I noticed that and I was like, okay, that's very interesting because when you're young, you're just like, I don't care. I got nothing to do. Right. I'll stand in line for this. I'll, I'll wait six hours for like, you know, some free pizza or whatever. For an like, iPhone. For, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause time is like on your side. Right. Like, like, but then, for these CEOs, they they run maybe two companies, right? And they, they maybe have a family. Maybe they love you know their their family. They want to spend more time with their kids, you know, whatever it is. So so they some of the most successful people I know they wake up like dude, you wake up at seven a.m. They wake up at like four a.m. I'm just like how like I can't do it. I'm like, I'm, I'm like horrible in the morning. I, I wish I had more discipline as a, as a person. Mm -hmm. You know, even knowing all of this, I still kind of I wake up like eight nine, right? You know, ten eleven on weekends, and it's, it's just like I. I like for me, I like to sleep, but, but <laughs> I feel, I feel like for the CEOs and stuff, they, they, they really have strong time management and they, they say no more than yes, actually. Mm. They, they, you oh, know, the power of no. Yeah. yeah <laughs> There's they power just, in that. It's just like no first, like no matter what, it's like no. And then, and then if it makes sense and then it's like, it's like, cause they have to make all these decisions. And so it's like, if yeah. it's not if it's not for the greater good of the company, then they, 
you know you should go against it um if you're a good ceo if you're if you're just new or you're green or you don't know what you're doing then then it's easy to get sucked into the other way which ultimately will lead the company to not succeed so very that's, true that's very good. true yeah, that's a great perspective. Um, and, and it's funny because like I, I didn't even, I wasn't expecting that answer, but but I love that you gave this answer because it's interesting um, to know, you know, uh, the CEOs of this new technology of this new space. What do, what do they really uh, value? And that's beautiful. I want to say that's like the greatest response, you know, because um, uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like if you, if it wasn't the crypto space, it would be a different answer. You probably get mm. some some something different. Where here we're like, because think about it. Like, what is crypto facilitating for us? It's it's letting us, like, if you put into if you put your money into a protocol, it's working for you twenty four seven. And if mm -hmm. you if you if if you uh, look at um, how much time you have to put out to make a certain amount of money, and then how much time it can put out to make a certain amount of money, you'll see that it's it can do three work weeks in one week. So like what mm -hmm. one human can do in one week, it can do in three, or, or I'm sorry, the opposite. It can, it can do three, three in yeah. one. Yeah. Three to one. And so it's all about taking back our time. So it's a, that's, a, that's a really cool answer that you got. That's like, that's what they want. And, and what yeah. does that really mean? And here's what I believe. What that really means is, is uh, that's also relationship to money. It's they're looking for abundance of time. They want mm -hmm. to be able to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So that's a, that's a very cool answer. Interesting. That's a good spin too. It's like, so they're looking for an abundance of time by, okay. Okay. That's yeah. good. That's a good little spin. Nice, nice, nice. I'm um, learning. I'm learning. <laughs> We're learning. We're all learning here. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay, so last question here before we go, go into the reaction videos. So you, with everything you've researched, experienced, uh, everything you've you've seen so far in this reality, you then are in front of millions of people, and you're going to leave them with a few minutes of words. What what do you say to those millions of people? Everything is petty. The only thing that you need is love. Uh, at the end of the day, I I, I think. Um, spend time with your family spend spend your time your precious currency where it matters where you feel like it matters because one day before you leave this earth everyone you love that came before you will most likely leave this earth before you and say what you have to say to them now before it's too late before you don't have a chance to say anything I love that. You know, um, that song, say what you mean to say, say what you mean to say. <laughs> you gotta just say yeah. it. I love that. Yeah. Just be honest. Good. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. That was really great brother. Thank you, Nathan, so much for this interview and being able to just be vulnerable and share your experience. I appreciate you. Um, I definitely want to just, you know, continue talking about all the stuff that we can relate on. But before we finish this, I want to get your reaction to some videos that I found oh, that I think would okay. be really interesting to watch real quick here. So let's, um, yeah, let's look at this first one here. Salvador's history of currency. Yes. <laughs> With Bitcoin. And then the Cologne. 
until it was replaced by the So that is Miss El Salvador. Okay, okay. Nice. <laughs> Miss Salvador. <laughs> so what do you think about I heard, I heard huh? um my friend is going there to meet the the president of El Salvador and uh uh they said that everything there is is Bitcoin slash USD. Like you can pay for it in Bitcoin or yeah. Yeah, it's hundred percent like that? It, yeah, every store. That's so you have Bitcoin on your phone, you just you just pay for it. Like like you just Yeah. That is so cool. That is so interesting, man. Yeah, I was like, um, whoa, like yeah, he said definitely go it, there if you have a chance. That actually makes sense now why she came out dressed like that. Like like the one to one or yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, because they did Bitcoin. But but what you just described, if that's like that now, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's legal tender, right? They consider it their currency. So I was like, what? Yeah. Um, all right, here's the next one. Now, you see this? This will make tow truck drivers and parking enforcement officials extinct. Y'all better start paying attention to where tech is going. You need to start opening businesses or having a career. I'm paying attention to everything a conundrum over there saying. A Quincy, I'm telling you, you got it right. Now you see this? Isn't that crazy? What? <laughs> That's gonna um, happen in Santa Monica for sure. Little yeah. dude, little guy's gonna drive up in his little car and he's gonna push a button. It's gonna drop from the bottom of his car and just like pick up your car and then he just it just follows him. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> what? Dude, tech man, tech. It's technology coming at you, man. Yeah. What? What do you think about this? <laughs> is that it? It's just the reactions. <laughs> I don't feel very. I think it's gonna. It's it's not good. I think. Well, it's it's good in a sense that technology is is helping us, but it's bad in a sense that a lot of people are gonna be out of jobs. Um, mm. and then and then, but hopefully there will be a new class of jobs where you maintain and create the robots you know that's like perfect world but otherwise man we just we just gonna get replaced <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what do you think about chat chat gpt taking taking creativity away from us now <laughs> so, dude, i could talk to you about this for hours and it's like is ai art real art is AI art real art or is the person behind who's entering the prompts the artist now, right? Did you hear oh. did you hear about this that that uh uh um somebody tried to trade or a copyright something written by AI. So like oh, they're really? and, and and they're and they accepted the application. They're now they're now in discussion to see if they allow it or not. But yeah, give your give your perspective on all of this. What what do you think? I feel like AI is already here um and they're they're the most messed up part is like the ai that they're using it's it's harvested from us dude it's like <laughs> us as a society as an internet collective they just took all of our data and they created this ultimate super ai which is like it's like it's we allowed this to happen <laughs> you know we gave up our data we are the product we are so attached to this thing that we gave them everything and now they can pull whatever they want regurgitate it back to us and then we're like oh that's what it is <laughs> man it's it's 
I don't know, man. I, I'm still kind of flabbergasted. I'm, I'm surprised they built it so well because it works very well. But at the same time, I'm a little fearful for, like, the future. You know, I just, I don't know, like, I don't know. It's, I, I not, not, not in the near future. I'm talking about, like, after we're gone, like, 100 years from now, you know? Dude, I, like, I, um, I'll, quote, I'll quote DW again. Uh, he actually said this in the class. It was about AI. Oh my gosh, I just remembered this. This was 2017, 2018. He, he said this. He said, he said, I'm not worried about it. Uh, creativity and acting and all this stuff, that's one thing that uh, like AI or technology will never be able to do. And now it's writing scripts and writing, <laughs> writing screenplays. And I'm like, I don't know, DW. I don't know, bro. <laughs> love you. I love you, man, but it's happening. <laughs> Do you know there's influencers that are not real? Did you hear about that? They're, oh, they're, yeah. They're, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they yeah, make they, millions they're... of dollars for these companies, uh, and they're completely fake. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had this one guy tell me. He went up to me. He was like, hey, we, we're looking for a brand ambassador. Can we make it a human AI? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, because a human AI can't leave. Like, <laughs> right? Dude, That's a that good point. <laughs> Yeah, but like at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, like, okay, yeah, yeah they won't yeah. ever leave. But like at the same yeah, time, we, it's like, yeah, it's, it's it is. We can have a whole said. podcast episode just on this for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, we'll leave it at that. But yeah, man, I I I think it's an interesting direction we're moving towards. I'll say this: this is what I believe. AI will never be creative organically, meaning it will always need input of information to regurgitate and then it can be creative with the information it can it can right. figure out a million different ways to put it together uh and it makes sense you know uh, uh, uh comments or like an intellectual sense but it will never create from nothing it can't create from scratch and so then my next question would be who's feeding it is is it really organically us through these this data harvesting spiel or is there somebody there in between the stream of flow of information filtering what gets allowed to be put into the AI, right? Because what if, what if you know, conspiracy theories, for example, um, what if you were to ask the question about conspiracy theories? How will it re respond? Oh. Because I, I, I've, I've been dealing with censorship like nobody's business because of the words right. I'm using. So right. how does it work on the other side? Do people actually get that information because it's being filtered out right here? You see what I'm saying? Censorship, in my opinion, well, I'm actually connecting the dots right now. I think censorship really is a way to filter the information being fed into AI. <laughs> I'm literally connecting that dot right now. Dang, dude, yeah, yeah. yo, that's messed up though. That's And then that's, that's another form of capitalism, right? Hey, we'll help you gatekeep. Yeah. We have a system of filters here that will gatekeep for you. So you give us a piece. And this, yeah. and this next generation is not really, you know, they're, they're being super dependent on these systems. So imagine now people being dependent on chat GPT and, and this type of AI where they're not researching. They're not really thinking about critically thinking of like, Oh no, I need to go to the next level. I need to research more. Or I need to look at more perspectives. They just go to chat GPT and they get, no, this is all the perspective. This is it. This is what it is. <laughs> this is the answer to life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is life. That's how they sound sometimes to me. And I'm like, you're just making noise right now. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> like Charlie Brown at the at the thing at the <laughs> counter. I was like, I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah man okay let's go to the next video here and and then we can uh we can call it (laughs) this is just getting funnier this has been fun Um, man this has been awesome so all right you actually posted this and i thought it was a really good uh oops not that um yeah you actually posted this and i was like oh that's a really good post and i just want to hear why you posted here we go we those of us in this ecosystem, this industry have created essentially a new financial foundation for the whole world. This is a huge responsibility and the entire purpose of this financial foundation is that all of humanity can use an open immutable financial layer. We are separating money from politics. We are separating money from the state. And in the same way that the church was separated from the state and everyone now hails that as one of the greatest things that humanity ever did, we now too, it comes to us to do the same for money. Money is as or more important to people than religion is. We interact with it every day in all sorts of manners. And just as mathematics or language are immutable and open to the entire human race, so too should the exchange and management of money. That is the principle that makes this entire ecosystem important. That is the principle that justifies everything that we do. And if we lose that, it will be something that we regret for the rest of our lives because we had that opportunity. Hallelujah. Let's go. It's like, that's the, oh, it's a religion. Oh, yeah. Maxim, yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> no. So what are your thoughts I, on that? I, I actually met Eric. Uh, oh. in Denver, Colorado, um, back in 29, before the pandemic, 2019 or 2018. And he, he's the same on camera as he is off camera, which is something that I look for, right? Because for us, it's like, as screen people, it's like, we have sometimes, you know, you have to put on a character or sometimes you gotta do this, but he was, he was the, he was he hasn't changed, which is like, he's obviously one of the most wealthy people on earth. Right. Uh, he got in. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I've never actually well, tried to look that up, but I'm sure he is. So he, he's, do you use Exodus wallet? Have you ever heard of Exodus? Yep. Yeah. I use Exodus. Uh, so, yep. so I know the founder of X. So shapeshift. So Eric was the first investor of Exodus. Oh, okay. He believed in it. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I talk to I, I talk to the I talk to Daniel Casamoli from Exodus all the time. He's 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 a solid guy too, right? Um, um, both of these dudes super solid, and so so I I can't help but to like try to support them because they have done something for us that that I feel like I'm like in a later generation. I'm like 2017 era, right? They're like 2013, 2010, 2011, right? Like they 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 have paved the way for us through enduring pain scrutiny like like they were the first ones to be called the scams right they were the first ones to be like like prosecuted in a way and so for them to not change because i know a lot of people that have changed because of the wealth they're just not who they are anymore right you become when you when you become wealthy people now now you know who they really are right they they're just different people but but for them for these two guys for eric and, and for dan Rel- relationship they, to money uh yes Yes, I don't care exactly. how I don't care how much money you have. 
your real self comes out at that point when it comes to, to money. But yeah. Right, right. And so so they haven't changed a bit. They're they're a bit more kind. They're like, here, like when I went out there, they're like, oh, just just get whatever you want. We'll we'll pay for it. You know, they're they're more kind because they have the wealth, right? They're not like hoarding it. So so I I feel like it just speaks volumes of of it's like what they're doing, not exactly what they're saying. Um that kind of got me to be like, okay, like they're not flashy. They're not just like, you know, they're not just like 99% of everyone else who's like, cause, cause I feel like, again, relationship to money, right? Like, like rich is, if you're rich, you're, you're kind of like personifying this lifestyle, right? You're spending more, you're, you're doing, but, but if you're wealthy and you're healthy, right, then you have nothing to prove to anyone. You're, you're, it's in here. And, and, and so I, this is how I, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I thought you no, that's it. That's, 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 that's just, that's the elevator's pitch up and down again. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, um, you know, I go back to like self-worth. Where does it lie? Is it inside you? Is it outside of you? Um, yeah. If, if the, if the money is the thing that you were pursuing and then all of a sudden you get it, in my opinion, what, what happens is, uh, in that relationship, if you respect money at that point, right. If, if money is, is something that you respect, not talking about scarcity or abundance, you know, if a person has a scarcity mentality or abundant men mentality, that's different. But respecting, meaning where is that money flowing? Because I believe, I believe money, the energy of money is not supposed to stagnate. Money doesn't want to stagnate. We are creators in this reality. Humans, men and women are co-creators of this reality. And money is the energy that we use to create. So it doesn't want to stagnate. It doesn't want to stop. If it stops, if it stagnates, that's your relationship to it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, that's like pinching the hose of flow or abundance and going like, nah, I'm good. Or like, Oh, I got to save this money. And then you, you pinch. And then there's like a little bit of water that comes out and then you're like saving all the money and saving, 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 saving. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the relationship. You're, you're speaking to the universe. You're going, Hey, I'm not ready. Like I, I only need, I can only take care of this much. As soon as we become in flow with it, we become aware of where we're flowing the money. Like instead, for example, instead of flowing money, respecting money, disrespecting money is flowing the money to things that are black holes. Mm. So putting it towards the car, the flashy car, the house, uh, <clears throat> you know, all these things that are bottomless pits, that's externalization of validation or externalization of self-worth. As soon right. as you internalize it and it's inside of you, what is money? Ha what happens to the energy? It doesn't change, but now your relationship to it changes to where mm. it's not something, it's not the thing that you're after, or it's, it's not the thing that's going to get the thing that you want outside of your body. Right. It becomes the representation, the tool that represents the internalized self-worth. So the person that respects money is then going to flow that money towards things that are going to bring them more energy, you know, reinvesting their money, uh, investing into themselves, uh, you well, know, even investing, yeah, even investing to another person that's going to bring more energy back to, to him, you know, maybe uh, more time or more, you know, stuff like that. That's the person that respects money. You know, whether they're on scarcity or abundance side, it doesn't matter at that, you know, with that either. Uh, you know, you want to practice more abundance, but, but the respect is where people miss out on because of like indoctrination, because of all the manipulation and mainstream narratives and stuff, in my opinion. Dang, that's deep, man. I never even, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever even like pondered that. But, but yeah, it, it makes sense. It's, 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 it's all about that relationship. Yeah. Right. And, and it really, 
you know, again, that's why I teach it this way. That's why I've, I've approached it more holistically, because if you, if you tackle this one, all the other relationships with other people, with self, with the systems, with blockchain, with everything, it starts to shift because you start to rewire the awareness, the awareness of the structure. And then, and then the, the, inf the details are going to be different, but that's fine. It doesn't matter at that point because now you recognize the structure of the reaction to action. Um, awareness is key. <laughs> People need to wake up. <laughs> wake up, man. Open the eyes and don't go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, well, Nathan, this has been a long one. This was 90 minutes. Thank you, bro, for, for sticking it out and going through it with me. You had amazing answers, amazing perspective. Uh, and thank you for the reactions too. That was really fun. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. This was, this was actually very different from the stuff I've been doing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air. So I, I encourage you to continue to do it. Um, let's keep in touch and, and let's, let's, let's do this again soon. All right. Well, last thing here, where can they find you, Nathan? Plug, plug away, my friend. You can't. <laughs> ah, peace, I'm out. Yeah. Bye. Welcome to crypto. <laughs> that's so dumb. Uh, that was so... Oh, that was good. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at Cryptonauts, like astronauts, but with the crypto instead of the astro. Yeah, that's about it. There you go. That's about it. Uh, yeah. So get them on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash crypto knots, right? Or is yeah. it you have the yeah, handle? Like, like, yeah, crypto knots, C R Y P T O N A U T S. Like Perfect. Crypto. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you, Nathan. This was so awesome. I appreciate you yeah. and I appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate you too, man. Keep it going. Um, let's 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 do this again, man. I I, I actually send me your channel as well. I wanna I wanna watch like all the stuff you talk about, like the, the geometry. Yeah, oh, yeah, the photography. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I just, so. I just posted. Um, I had two parts to it because it was like three hour long conversation. Um, okay. But it's two parts, so it's like a lot of good stuff on there. Cool, man. Yeah, send it over. Um, I'd, I'd love to watch it. All right. Well, thank you all for watching, and always remember, gamify your abundance. Love you guys.